Welcome to Unlearned Pavement Radio. We're live inside of the Westie for the first time ever for an episode. Um, Went ahead and started out with some Collective Soul because that's what was requested by our two guests today. So we're going to have a super fun one. Last week, recap, we had Mr. Chris Peters and Mr. Big Dave Mazzell as they were attempting their fifth ever Dirty Kanza finish. And tonight on the show, we have two first-time Dirty Kanza attempt riders and their stories. We've got, to my left, Zach Spear, and to my right, Mr. Ryan... Ryan, why am I forgetting your name for a second? Curry, thank you. Uh, Mr. Ryan Curry. <laughs> I always blank when I look at people's faces. Sorry about that. So, dudes, Welcome. Well, thank you. Yeah, You're, this is our pre-race song, man. That is? That's it. That's the song? Like, before every single race, this is what we're listening to. That is totally rad. I've, uh, I've got a handful of pre-race songs, and uh, none of them are, like, mid-90s, so I think that's uh, totally <laughs> awesome. Oh, yeah. We may just let Collective Soul roll in the background like the whole entire episode. (laughs) (laughs) So, first time stepping up to the plate at Dirty Kanza. Um, So I want want you guys just to take it away. I want you to give me like a little bit of a background on both of you on cycling on, yeah, how you ended up here in Oklahoma, how the dirt riding came about, all, all the things. Like we're here. We got a couple of beers. We just cheers each other. Cheers again, boys. Cheers, cheers. to Oklahoma. Yeah, to Oklahoma. Um, yeah, I've been riding for probably about two years now since I finished running out of high school. Uh, come to Oklahoma, just like sort of bought a road bike and started doing that a little bit more. Uh, moved to Stillwater for uh, Oklahoma State and their flight school program, and then sort of came into town, saw that there was a sweet bike shop, and Sort of didn't really pay attention to the whole gravel thing. Oh, then, inter- introduce yourself real quick. Yeah, I'm Ryan. <laughs> Ryan Curry. Ryan Curry. <laughs> like the like the like the, like the incredible in Asian dish. Yeah, like, like the aphrodisiac <laughs> slash laxative. <laughs> uh, and then yeah, like spring came around and people were started starting to hype up Land Run a little bit, and I hadn't registered just because I didn't know what it was. And uh, one of the guys I rode road with. Uh, couldn't make his his race and he had a registration free so i was like hell yeah i'll take it um road land run in 20 
17? Uh, 20, this this year would, well, would be 2018. Yeah, so 2017 was my first year. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. So right. Roadliner on 2017, that was sort of my first gravel event. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Yeah, you crushed it in the mud. Yeah. Yeah, that's wild. It's been, it feels like that was two weeks ago. Yeah, exactly. But it's been a year and a few months. Yeah, it's been crazy. And then, yeah, yes. like eighth, right? Yeah, seventh or eighth. Overall? Seventh, yeah. I first, think first I, keep, I tell people ever. it was because I was naive and I didn't know what to expect <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't know any better. So I went out there and rode in, I think I had knee warmers, a jersey and a white rain shell and that's what I rode for the whole day and I switched gloves and got through and that was about it. Are you serious? Yeah. That's wild. And then, yeah, I came back in the fall and I'd heard from my brother who had been out at DK in the summer. He like went to support some people and was like, man, this race is awesome. Like the drive and determination, these people is just absolutely crazy. We have to give it a try. And I was like, all right, I'm all in. I'll give it a try. So I started riding gravel a lot more, um, signed up for land run and went into the lottery for DK and, uh, actually ended up not getting an entry on December or whatever date that was. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then they had like January a January 11th. Or yeah. Something. I think it was what, yeah, the DK lottery pick was. Yeah. Right? And then they had a, like a registration, like technology failure or something, uh, and ended up getting an entry. So I was super stoked. Hey, we got a, we got a special guest that just rolled up on his bike. How's it going, man? Man, this is a new model of the bug, huh? Yeah, this was an 86. Man, that's pretty cool. Thanks, dude. <laughs> you know, I, I watched a movie on bugs and... Man, they way back there. Now that it's so damn expensive, that nobody can afford them anymore. Right, right. That's the that. old ones, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they're in good shape, that's uh, that's kind of true. But you still get good gas mileage? Oh man, no. I don't, uh, maybe <laughs> gets about twelve miles to the gallon on a good on a good trip. Huh. Yeah, but it's uh, it's what? all it's all about the adventure. Huh. Yeah. Seems like it gets smaller though. It might Maybe be, you're yeah. just getting taller. <laughs> <laughs> what do you have to, What do you have to this evening? Oh, I was just cruising around. It's so beautiful out. It's gorgeous out tonight. Well, y'all got a band? We're uh, we're just recording a podcast. We're talking about some uh, some bike races that we all just went to this this past oh, weekend. Bike. Man. Yeah. Stillwater is getting to be uh, quite a big deal now, ain't it? Hell yeah. It is. <clears throat> I'd like to say so. Yeah. I can't keep up with you guys. <laughs> Every time I turn around, I see everybody out riding these high-dollar bikes. I'm going like, I got a blow. Not me, man. Right, right. <laughs> now I can't keep up. For sure. No, right on, man. So you travel around on all this bike stuff? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Everywhere, yep. man. All over the country. Mm. Yep, actually headed to Colorado on Wednesday for another trip. So, yeah. Oh. I'll guarantee you out there, you, that's a lot of hard riding there. Yeah, it uh, is. Up and down. Yep. I remember I was at uh, Denver many years ago, and we coasted. We run out of gas going into Denver. We coasted five miles without no gas. That's crazy. You looked out, it was on and down. I can <laughs> yeah. riding a bicycle up that, that you know, Yeah, man, it's crazy. Hey, you mind? We're recording right yeah, now. You, no, you mind introducing yourself real quick? Oh, well, someone's yeah. That's all right. Neighborhood, <laughs> just, t- t- come up to the mic a little bit. Neighborhood, uh, yeah, been here all my life, born and raised here. You know, it's a new adventure every day. That's right, man. To meet everybody around here, you know, we have all 
some nice college kids around here. And some good and some bad, most of them buried. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> What's your name? Wes Owens. Wes, nice to meet you. I'm Bobby. You know, it's just tough. Wes, I'm Zach. Good to meet you, man. I'm Ryan. Nice to meet you. you know, I, I always love somebody that has a, a thing about documenting things. Yeah, yeah. We 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 love we love documenting things, man. We just well, my, we got to record it, right? We got to uh, put it down. I know you probably don't even know about doodling Dalton games. I know about oh. the Dalton games for sure. Ingles. Yeah, Ingles. Yeah, we ride over there all the time. Well, that's where I was raised up. At. Oh, okay. Yeah, we ride those dirt roads yeah. all the time. I used to do that too. Oh, on yeah. one speed. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Mm -hmm. And then rode horses too. <laughs> that's awesome. All over that place. That's and, uh, cool. You know, and uh, my mother, she kept the history of Ingalls when it was a, back in the outlaw days and then oil field days and back to just the community. Right. We uh, owned the hotel. The last hotel out yep. there. Is it the one that's still, the building's still there right there on 19th? Yeah. The, the building's still uh, there with the general good. store? Uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah, well, man. That's where we stopped. Grandpa, grandma owned the, the store, That's too. so cool. That's cool. And that It didn't it didn't stay open but about a year and a half before it kind of went under, which it was a hay barn after that. Right. <laughs> but, wow. Uh, yeah, it, Ingles used to be... Actually, Ingalls used to be bigger than Stillwater at one time mm -hmm. until OSU showed it. <laughs> right. And the OSU was going to be out there at Ingalls. But they didn't have a railroad. Yep. Stillwater had a railroad. Mm -hmm. And they, they wound up winning over uh, OSU. Yep. <laughs> That's incredible. Kind of almost a ruination. Of Stillwater because right. OSU runs Stillwater. Yeah, they're yeah. the grill in the room. That's for sure. Man, for thanks sure. for stopping by though. Yeah, man. It's cool. Yeah, well, good to see you. I, I, I don't know. I, I just love these little bugs. They're a blast, yeah. man. We've had a, we've had a ton of adventures in it. That's for sure. And it's a nice night to ride, man. Right now. Yeah, dude. Uh, it's super. You nice. enjoy I'm out. I had a little heart problem. Trying to get back in condition a little bit. Good. Well, I know. I work on all these houses for mm -hmm. Ruth. Yep. You're doing good. And uh, I seen this little pop up. I wanted, gosh dang, we gotta see this one. We have another one up, <laughs> yeah. up the street. Yep. The older model. Yep. Well, cool, man. Yeah, thanks so for stopping I'll, by. I'll get all yeah, you, you have a good one. Have thanks, Wes. Be careful. Mm -hmm. What was your name again? I called ready. This would be a beautiful time. It's a beautiful time. Wes. Wes Owens. Wes. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, Wes. Nice to meet you, man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Have a great night. You all be careful. We yep. will. Don't get no hit and run. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> the most Oklahoma thing that could ever happen. That guy can so talk, we, dude. <laughs> we just met the founding family of Ingalls, Oklahoma. <laughs> Wes Owens. Own the whole place. Whole place. Wes Owens. Where we actually, is, if that's um, true, it's wild because that's where we ride to on uh, on 19th always to go hang out that's crazy Wes thanks for stopping by brother um, right on time by the way I scheduled that <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
we need to um, we need to we need to do some Facebook Live, and uh, that way Zach's mom gets to see his beautiful mug, and let everybody know that this is a thing and it's happening. I did not even let her know. That you should call her, dude. Call her now. This is this is live podcasting. Okay, we don't edit things out. We're not super clean cut. We're just gonna do this thing, and this is how how we do it. So, all right, let's go. We're gonna go to live video. Man, I don't know. If, you it's know, gonna I pop have, up. I have everyone's phones, dude. I have to help her like turn her MacBook on. I don't know if she's gonna live Facebook video. Yeah. Okay. We're 100% live. No, we're actually live right now, and we're trying to get you to get on Facebook Live so you can watch it. Come on, Mom. Where you at, Mom? We're trying to get yeah. Zach's mom to get on Facebook Live, my profile, so she can see what we're doing right now. Oh, man. Oh, look who it is. Another visitor. <laughs> oh, man. Emery May. Say hi. So we got Ryan Curry. Boom, I forgot his last name earlier. Yeah. You'll hear it in the podcast. We got Zach Spear. We got Emery and myself. And yourself. And we got the master man. Is your computer open? Mr. Chris Peters. How many connections you got? How many viewers? Um, right now we got, let's see, we got Ryan Simon, we got Scott Nutt, Billy Powell, David Merrick, Trevor Stewart. All those no, losers. Man. Oh, no man. Much. The whole gang's All here. Right. Yep, they're they're Facebook. We're in the van. Unlearned Pavement Radio is on. It's happening. Um, we're not she, gonna we're not gonna go? Facebook Live the whole thing. She just goes to Bobby's, profile, but we're just letting right? you guys know this happening. Bobby Wentzel's this pro- this will be a there? brand new episode. So where's my, where's where's she, she go? Does she get it? She's me. friends with you. Find, I don't know. Find Bobby I can Wentzel. add her as a friend, and then she'll find it. We're trying to get Zach's mother. W i n t l e to see on Facebook Live what <laughs> we're doing right now. Hasn't seen his face in five years. What? <laughs> she needs to see this face. <laughs> Unrecognizable. Yeah, five years. She hasn't seen him in five years. <laughs> Especially with this buzz cut he got last week. Yeah, dude. Look at him. Look, at him. look how good he looks. Is there some new tattoos? Um, yeah, I look like a straight out of gin pop. <laughs> so tonight we're talking about Dirty Kanza. These two boys attempted and got on the start line of Dirty Kanza for the very, very first time just last weekend. And things happened and we're going to talk on this podcast about those things that happened for them <laughs> and just what they thought about the entire experience what they thought about emporia what they think about gravel because they've only been a part of gravel for a short time um it's pretty rad trevor we are not lame yes we should be a freewheel <laughs> <laughs> oh man chris bowers here shelly's here is your mom on did she find it i think she found it awesome you found it all right i'm gonna go this is your son Man, we got a bunch of people watching. She's watching. Kimberly She's like, Martin you're in watching. a what are you in? Oh, yeah. We're in the Westie, guys. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Good yeah. job, Bob. Boom. Right here. Oh, man. We're in the Westie. First time ever. We're doing a podcast. We got the bed set up already. It's got pretty good acoustics, too. Yeah, the acoustics aren't too bad. It's happening. Um, Eric, those are definitely sodas. Not high ABV content, Mm-mm. alcoholic um, IPA beverages. Sprite. Oh, Jason Duncan, welcome. Chris, what's up, dude? Kevin Musset. All right, so we're doing this thing. We're in the Westie. We're talking about stuff. I'm going to let them just keep going. I'm going to hold this and just kind of let you guys see how this thing goes down. So, so Ryan, you were you were explaining that Land Run 2017 was your first gravel race. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
<clears throat> signed up to 2018 again. Uh-huh. Um, and then we were um, delightfully greeted by Wes Owens, who is uh, the founder of Ingles, <laughs> Oklahoma. Yeah. <laughs> that boy has those, he's got some big old legs, too. That boy can shred. Yeah, he was shredding on that townie bike, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah dope. <clears throat> okay, um, it, let's, let's just start, let's start from, uh, let's start from when you got it. The, the lottery so you said you did not get into the lottery for dk this yeah year, didn't january 11th yeah didn't get the lottery and then the next day got an email from the race director say they had a some sort of registration fault or failure um and i was going on the idea that when you register as a team every if someone from your team gets in the whole team gets in right so i registered with my team at the time and uh registered under that name and i knew there was a pretty good chance i would get in so i was pretty bummed when i didn't get in and then the next day, got the email that said, hey, kind of messed this up. You're in. And I was stoked. Um, and that sort of kicked off, I guess, six months worth of training. And then came back to Oklahoma after Christmas break in Colorado and just started riding as much as I could. Um, I think Land Run would have been my first gravel race of the year. And then went up for the Missouri Epic 150. That was sort of my tune-up race, I guess, for uh dk and then had what was it like a month after that maybe to sort of get the legs ready for for dirty kansas so your first time in emporia what were your what were your thoughts like right when you got to town i think we actually even saw you guys <clears throat> this that we, we all got to sound to town the same night yeah on thursday yeah so what'd you yeah. think what were your initial thoughts of town uh honestly i think i said to you when you were driving down main street that it felt almost like exactly like Stillwater. it felt super it's like electric. Yeah. It's super magical. The whole town was alive. It was beautiful, yeah. incredible. Everyone was just excited to be surrounded by like similar people and to do something that was about to be like a, a shit show essentially. It's like mm -hmm. essentially, you know? Yes. Yeah. What did you guys do the first thing when you got to town? I think we went for a bike ride. We went for a bike ride. Yeah, we were all cooped up Around in the, the car heat. all day. We were yeah. just not happy. We did the first six miles or five miles of the course. 10 miles? 10, I think. And it was yeah. all flat. And yeah. we just laughed and joked, and we were just like, man, this is going to be easy. This is going to be yeah. cake. We it, went for like an easy bike ride and averaged some stupid number, and we're like, we're going to be done in like 10 yeah, hours. We're going to be done. This like, is we're going to crush this place. thing. It's going to be so easy. It's like Kansas, dude. This place is flat. As soon as I saw you guys and you said, oh, man, it's just crazy. It's crazy <laughs> flat here. I was like, oh, you didn't get far enough. Uh -oh. oh, no. So, yeah. <laughs> well, we turned I, and we saw the first hill, dude. We got a little scared. <laughs> Looking back, like, I deserved I deserved all the punishment I got during DK because of the jokes I made about it. Like, it was not flat at all. Not at all. No, so it that, kicked no. my teeth in. That first hill that you came up to, I'm assuming, is probably Road D Hill. Did you guys head? They rerouted Well, so they rerouted and, the and, course. And they did. So yeah. you guys didn't actually get to experience mm -hmm. Road D Hill, which is uh -uh. like the iconic hill that literally separates the entire field. We'll have to go back. You, oh, that's dope. There it is, Jim. Yeah. Jim Cummins. They said it. They have to, they have to come back. That's dope. Um, all right, so hey, we're Facebook living. Um, that's all I'm gonna give you right now. You're gonna have to get on unlearnpayment.com or follow the link whenever we get it posted, so you can see the rest, hear the rest of this podcast. But yeah, uh, podcast in the Westie. What do you think, Chris? It's not too bad. Southside Duncan Street. I think it's. I think it's not bad. What do you guys think? West approved. Ten out of ten on Yelp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Check it out, um, Unlearned Pavement Radio. We're going to post this up as soon as we're done. we got a bunch more stories to tell and a couple more um, sodas to drink. So have a great night, everybody. Thanks for checking it out, and we'll get the link going as soon as we have it done. Peace.
how do you stop this thing? Oh, there it is. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. That was totally just for your mom. That was, yeah, she found it. She and probably I just loved seeing up, your face, yeah, I just dude. hung right up on her. <clears throat> oh, you did? That's yeah. so good. All right, let's do this. Okay. We got done with Facebook Live. Sometimes I forget that we're recording, and I apologize for that, but we're, we're, we are back. So, here's the deal. First-timers coming into town for Dirty Kanza that aren't familiar at all with the town or with the area or the place, um, it's just super interesting to me, like, what what your first initial thoughts are, and then just how the, since you don't know, what that feeling of anticipation feels like before you get on the start line. So, um, before before we get to that, Zach, I want you to introduce yourself, give yourself some background. I want to talk same things that that Curry just did. So get in this mic. And yeah, um, I'm Zach Spear. Uh, I'm a, just a student here at OSU, and moved from Washington from Seattle about a year and a half ago. Uh, my, I mean, I didn't ride much, just kind of adventure rides, nothing too serious until I moved here, and joined the OSU bike team the cycling team and got to to racing and it was just like i was hooked immediately just that good adrenaline it's like doing some hardcore drugs you know <laughs> and it just like it's just it's just shots to the vein it's scary it's dangerous and i was so hooked and i remember being in washington on adventure rides whatever and people talk about gravel and i always in my mind just thought it was like some dump truck dumped some rocks on a road and people went and rode on it and I was like that is so fucking stupid who would ever do that and to me like I don't know gravel just sounded so dumb and I mean I don't mean it insultingly because I'm so hooked on it now but yeah moved to Oklahoma beautiful red dirt roads and I meet the district crew and went on a gravel ride and since then it's just I can't stop it's just adventure it's just like everything you could ever want it's just pain, it's glory, it's suffering, it's, you know, you can go as fast as you want, as slow as you want, you can take a, a tent with you, you can take a backpack, it's gravel roads, man, they're just, they lead to wherever your heart wants to go, you know, oh, dude, that's and I was just, <laughs> yeah, so since then, it's just been gravel, every single time I can, and, I've yeah. watched you guys, I've watched the OSU Cycling Club, not like completely transition, but, but really, the, the Stoke has truly... It, it correct me if I'm wrong, but I mean at least with the core the core group of, of most of you have been focused on on gravel, right? On I mean there's a ton of road stuff going on too, but like as far as the Stoke level is is uh, within the group, what do you what do you guys think about that? Man, I I don't know if we can speak for the group. I just right? know that for me personally, like <clears throat> yeah, this is like this is where I want to be. At this least riding gravel. From my perspective, the group has always kind of dabbled in it, but yeah. never dove as deep as you guys, as Abby. Um, you know, help me out here. Like, who else in the group? We got Seth it? out there with us. Yeah, Seth Hart. We got Kyle. I don't know if Kyle's really Kyle, deep in yeah. the... Yeah, Kyle Forsyth. Um, but, I mean, it. we've got more of you dedicated and really for the first time d- having you two step up to the plate at DK 200, um, that's that's the first time we've ever seen. Yeah, that happen I think out of the OC like a lot of the I think totally a lot dope. of the group like wants to try it. 
Yeah. But not everyone, like, can because they don't necessarily have the bike for it. Right, right. But, right. like, there's, I mean, there's equipment stuff. I think, there. obviously, Zach and I dove headfirst into it. I know Seth absolutely loves it. Uh, Kyle's yeah. completely switched. Josh was out riding a few times. Yeah, um, yeah. And I know some of the girls don't have bikes, but I know they talk about it, and it's something that's on the radar. So I think it is cool to see that sort of change, for sure. It is. Because originally, <clears throat> I mean, when we got to town, I mean, literally seven years ago, it was nothing but road. Yeah. And, uh, and, we, and, you know, we had this big push to get the OSU club up and rolling, and that's a whole other conversation. But to see the stability and where it is today, I, I truly attribute it to this group right now. And I want to say thanks to you guys because you're bringing not only a consistency but a stoke to the group that, that we haven't seen at District yet. And that's the truth. And I mean, I think totally we, we owe a lot of the credit to you guys. Yeah, well, you, you're 100%. the original Stoke. Well, the OG, you're the, the OG Stoke. Stoke. You're the candle that lit my flame. And I'm just trying to pass it on. Well, we've been there this whole time, and you guys are utilizing us and the, the shop as a base point um, in a way that we just hadn't seen. I, I mean, I love it. The shop's incredible. And, I mean, you've probably seen – I mean, you were here before us, and I just came to school here. So, But you saw it six years previously of what – the cycling team was like before that i have no idea right. I, I don't know I, I don't i can't even i don't know what the history it's was been like up and that. down it's just been up and down and crazy and uh but now i think we've we've established stillwater as such as what it is you know with land run and with the shop and so i think that i would love to say that maybe we're through through that hump at least with the osu club and that oh, I sure now so. the kids are going to know when yeah. they're coming hopefully. to town and hopefully. i think that's a cool but man i just say thanks to you guys for that for sure yeah well shoot man it's, i'm just following what i want to do yeah. <laughs> and i think for osu like we brought 11 to 11 people to bike races yeah. this whole semester and the road racing that's still incredible there for sure oh totally i'm not yeah. saying that it's gone or dead or out of the picture no. I mean, that's um, it's, it's still the, a huge thing but the people that want to ride bikes in stillwater i think we had a bigger team than anyone at any race really yeah, i think so maybe there was a few bigger ones but like and we're talking d1 Everything. Like everything just all these regional bike races all road but yeah our team was massive and it was just it was so cool it was cool to see just a bunch a bunch of young people interested in cycling like that that's so rad yeah i wish you know we had a club at emporia state i went to college in emporia state university and, and you know Britton kuziak and crystal and leland danes and melissa kuziak and myself and, um <clears throat> you know there was just a handful of us doing club stuff where we just do group rides together and then we had kind of a mountain bike team and you know, we never had the opportunity to have, you know, trips together to go yeah. do races. So, like, I, I just love it. I yeah. love it. It's so cool. And, yeah, I just hope for the best, and I hope that we can help facilitate it in whatever yeah, way we can. Absolutely. Well, you do, man. You, you're just, uh, yeah, you guys make it so easy to go to your shop. It's the perfect place to be at, you know? Thanks, man. Yeah. So, Ryan talked about how he got his spot for DK. <laughs> let's talk about Let's talk about it. Dude, I went through, uh, yeah, I, I went through the traditional routes by the system. I put in my name on time, and I just went very by the book and uh, <laughs> did not get in at all. And so I was like, you know, I was thinking, like, what if I don't get in? Will I be relieved? And I thought to myself I would be relieved. Like, that's a hard race. I'll be relieved. I didn't get in, and I was devastated. I was like, that's bullshit. Like, I need to be in this race, man. And so, yeah, I talked to you about it, and I was like, Bobby, I didn't get in, dude. And I could see your brow furrowed a little bit. You're like, oh, man, I'm sorry to hear that. And so, like, it was like, I mean, three months. Three months, and we were heading to a bike race in, where was that? Where were we driving to? Austin. Uh, you know, we were going to Austin. Yeah. We were going to Pace Bend. And you yeah. called me on the phone. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, Zach, we got a spot for you. 
if I say you can do DK, will you do DK? And I'm like, yeah, dude. You're like, you're in, bro. And that was it. And I was just giddy since then. And yeah, started just really, like it was on my mind for like what, six, six months. months. Yeah. I would say, yeah. I can't believe that was, that conversation was six months ago already. Incre yeah, it's crazy, man. It was on, I thought about it every single night until it actually happened. So yeah, that's how I got in. You had to, you had to do some, some back alley deals to get me in, man. <laughs> <laughs> we had four people in town that went to the traditional route and didn't, didn't get in. And we, uh. You know, luckily had some some sponsorship spots through the shop, and so everyone else did, and so we were just waiting to see, you know, where where they needed to go and how it needed to go, and of course, you know, Crystal Crystal has always been hardcore. Like, we use these spots for people that are, you know, through the shop who are local, more than likely Stillwater people, and that's what we did. And it was the funnest, dude. Calling you, I felt like Santa Claus. You, dude, I felt like a kid. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, the guys told me that after you hung up that they just started, like, the, the we, car. He was shaking in his boots. We man. were shaking, man. And we put on Collective Soul. Like, yeah. Like, no, really, that is our pre-race song before every race. And so we're screaming down the highway, and then on comes Shine, and we're just like, oh, yeah, oh, like oh, screaming man. to it. We're, we were stoked, man. So rad. Yeah. All right, so then... So then, yeah, like the anticipation. So Ryan, we'll go back to you. Mm. The anticipation of the night before. Yeah. In Emporia, where were you at? What'd you do? So you guys were at. Did you come to the XL start? You were yeah. There? So we yeah. saw you guys roll out for the XL, and I think right after that, went to some like tap room for dinner. What was that place called? What's the local brewery there? It's oh, not radius. Radius. No, not it wasn't radius. radius. It was some other. Went to some joint for dinner. Had dinner, and then. I think just went back to the hotel room and I just like really didn't have my shit together and just like needed to like figure out. Yeah. I didn't even know what I was eating for like, like I knew my like on the bike food, but I had no idea what I wanted for like at the checks. So I like went to Walmart, bought a whole bunch of stuff, figured out what I was going to eat and then went back to the hotel room and sort of got all my bags and my bike, charged all of the stuff that needed to be charged and sort of got like my clothes and stuff ready for the day. But I think we kind of both agreed that it was like, we almost wanted to get away from like the downtown hype because like it was almost like too much. It's too, too much. much. Yeah. It's like I'm tired of like, you're like the fifteenth guy asking me my tire pressure. Yeah, <laughs> like it, for real. Yeah, if it, if I reach twenty, I'm going to start to question. It. <laughs> like, please, like we got to get away from that, you know? Were you guys meeting a ton of new people? Yeah, mm -hmm. meeting a ton of new Everyone. people, and then the, I mean the expo that day was awesome. Just sort of like cruising around and talking to all the different vendor booths and seeing like. I don't know, a bunch of them are, like, launching new product lines and oh, stuff yeah. like that. So it was super rad to see all that. Um, but I think at a point, we just sort of, like, reached our limit, and we're like, all right, this has been fun, but, like, it's about, like, let's just get this on the road. Yeah. Zach, how about you, night before? Night before, man, it was an absolute mess. Um, <laughs> yeah, on the, the hotel. Yeah, so on the way to where we, where we ate, I tried to. I was in flip flops. I rode my bike off a curb. My foot, my flip flops slipped out. Are you serious? I busted my toe all over the ground. Held up traffic trying to collect my flip flops. I'm bleeding everywhere. Oh, we wow. get, we get to dinner. Um, I eat. We get back to the hotel. The AC's out. It's like 96 degrees in the hotel room. Oh my god! Absolutely sweltering. <laughs> I'm bailed, dude. I was like, I'm going to my parents' hotel. It's air conditioned there. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll see you later. <laughs> And I'm thinking to my, like, usually I could just try to sleep through it, but like, this is, this is race day. Okay. Okay. 
This is race day. Like, <laughs> I got to get some sleep. Go to the front desk. They want to install a new AC in the room. Really? So there's like a guy there till like 1130 putting a new AC in. There's no Wi-Fi at the hotel. I can't load the, the route onto my Garmin. And I left my wall plug for all my devices. I don't know where I lost it. I'm trying to charge everything. Dude. It was whoa. just, it, I didn't get to sleep till 1230 yeah. or 1. And I had to be up at 4. Neither of us were organized at yeah. all. But That's in, amazing. But I mean, rolling into Kansas, I'd never been to Kansas before in my life. So once we crossed that border, it's a new state, you know? That's sick. And my mom called me and she's like, what is it like? What do you think? I'm like, mom, it looks like the Windows 98 desktop background. <laughs> <laughs> it's just beautiful green hills with really blue skies. I was, it's beautiful. I was so excited to do it. But then, yeah, at 1230 a.m., I was not excited anymore. I just wanted some fucking sleep. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Dude, that sounds like the most stressful thing. So you were you riding solo at this point? Were you in the hotel room alone? Yeah. Yeah. So I, so I got a fan, and I was like, dude, Ryan... Go back to your parents' place. Try to sleep on an air For mattress. Sure. I'll just I'm gonna lay butt naked in this bed and and try to absorb as much <laughs> of this blast breeze. This warm yeah. air on me from these two fans. I'll oh. cool off if I don't have clothes on. Yeah, because so. the place was packed. I mean, it was completely full of DK riders. Yeah, totally like, full. They had no rooms to put me nah. in. Anything. Yeah. Oh, dude, that is so stressful. So, did you get the course on, or did you roll the course without? So I was able to download it onto my phone, convert it on my phone, and then plug my phone into my computer. And then download the file onto my GPS. No from there. way. Yeah. That so I was able. I lucked out awesome. there. Dude, what, a, what a time! What a time to be alive. 2018. I know, it, man. I know it. Oh man! Through the clouds, I took the course and I put it on my phone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then I somehow put it on my GPS device. It worked, man. It worked. That is crazy. So then, uh, so you wake up and it's like 4 a.m. Four o'clock. Stupid early. So what's it doing outside? It's blowing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, you were in it. I don't know what it was like yeah. for you, but like, it was insane. It was like gusts. Nuts. I've never seen yeah. such a gusty morning. I was waiting. I was waiting for a tornado to fall out of yeah. the sky. I was waiting to get hit by lightning. I mean, that's like, a whole other. We can talk about it later. Yeah. I, it, I mean, it, I walked out of the hotel and it was like the trees were falling over and like the sky was just like light. I mean, it's still dark, so it was like lighting up, lighting up with lightning. And I mean, I was like, well, of course, like. Of course, the, it's that the biggest gravel race of the year. Like, of course, it's like this. You know, yeah, yeah. what else would it be like? Which was, in a way, like kind of beautiful. You know, uh, yeah. Like this is the biggest race of the year. It should be just absolutely terrible outside. <laughs> <laughs> like I, you know, everything that ours has already gone wrong. My my toes already infected. <laughs> I was, you know, that same night I was fixing my sunglasses, so I had my pocket knife out to screw that thing back in. Slipped off of the <laughs> off the screw and sliced my finger open. It's just. <laughs> That whole night was a shit show, and so I wake up and I'm like, "Of course it's, it's windy. Of course it's windy and gonna rain. Like it's lightning and just terrible. Awful. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. crazy. It was nuts. So did you guys ride to to the start from the hotel? Thankfully not. We no, we had breakfast. my parents drive us down. Sweet. And then dropped us off. He went to go meet his support crew. Yeah. I cruised to the start line and was there for like two minutes before they made the call to say that it was delayed. Yeah. And then. Yeah, that was that. Yeah. We, uh, I met with Cody and Josie Ellers. Oh, cool. And they, I mean, they're just the most incredible, they have the hugest hearts of anyone I've ever met, you know? Just a beautiful family. They have a beautiful son. And they were my support crew. And Cody was up, man. He's calling me. And it's early in the morning, and he just wants to meet up just so he can, like, make sure I'm good, make sure I'm awake, whatever I need. 
he'll give me sunscreen, he'll lube my chain up, whatever. He's just he's just totally on it. And yeah, so I met with him right before the race. And like, man, I, I love that family. They're incredible. I can't thank them enough. That's so cool. Then we got that rain delay. And what'd you uh, do? What everyone do? Was the street full? Like, what, I think what was if it pe- like? people piled into the theater from what I hear yeah. and whatever where that check like where the history center whatever the check in yeah, was yeah. I went back to the car because my parents parked pretty close so I went back to the car and just sat there for 20 minutes and watched the storm pass what did you do? I sat in the car yeah. ran to the, the porta potty for a morning sit down I did that I did that after the car dude <laughs> yeah <laughs> I let it I let it brew in the car that's where I learned morning sit down was from your mom because you ran into yeah. the gas station and you're like, I got to pee. <laughs> and I was like, you're in there for a while. And I was like, Sandra, I don't think he's peeing. She's like, well, well yeah. don't make fun of the boy. Everyone <laughs> needs their morning sit down. <laughs> She's wonderful. Pretty yeah. race nurse got did me dirty. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Sandra, you are a wonderful human. She's wonderful. <laughs> Incredible. Uh, yeah. And Jonathan as well. Man. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah um, Ryan and, and Mark's mom and dad are, are they're special, man. Yeah, they're incredible. Absolutely. And so are your parents. You know, I've been able to speak to your mom on the phone, and uh, finally got to meet your dad last week. And yeah, man. Um, you know, we, we we came from those people. You know. Yeah. yeah. It's wild. It's, it's a wild thing to think about. But uh, yeah, morning sit down. Morning do sit down. Everyone's got to do it, dude. Everybody. At some it. point, some people more than others. Some people two or three times. It actually before every single race. Uh, I've gotten to the point now where I will wake up as early as it takes to drink as many cups of coffee as just, it takes. Just to flush things just out. Just to have yeah, it too, done. Oh, yeah. Otherwise, man, I feel like it robs you of all sorts of power oh, and energy. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, think about, like, what? how much does it cost to make your bike 750 grams lighter? Right. <laughs> a lot. $750. We're talking, yeah. We're talking close to $1,000. If you just set your clock, 15, if you set your alarm 15 minutes earlier, <laughs> you save yourself a grand. And if you get some coffee in you in the morning before these things, man, you're that's gonna... like two birds with one stick. <laughs> that's yeah. exactly right. Exactly. So then everyone starts piling in. It, did it stop raining by the time you guys started the lineup, or was it yeah? Still so coming it down? stopped. Okay. Yep. And was it just what you? What was the vibe? Where'd you line up? I four rows from the front. Yeah, we were pretty. We were pretty close to the front. That's so I mean, like everyone already, about. like they all told us, like line up further than you think, or like further up than you think, because everyone else, like right, everyone knows that same thing. You got like twenty-hour finishers that line up in the twelve group, and stuff like that. So I lined up by myself because I just like didn't know where anyone else was. Lined up by myself, like fourth row, and then I see Zach like wading through the crowds of people with his bike like above his head, just like excuse me, pardon me, excuse me. Yeah. You, you picked your bike up. I picked my bike up to to weave through the crowd. I, I felt like an absolute Such an asshole. Ass, dude. It was an asshole move because I could hear people like I mean people like, I've never seen that done before. Yeah. I've been there for over a decade. I've never seen I that. weaved right through and I hear all these snarky snide remarks. Like oh, yeah. I hear someone being like, Wig make way for the man. He's fast. And it's like <laughs> and it's just like I felt like an asshole. But I was like, there's Ryan. I got to start this race with him. Yeah. Show up to Ryan. Some dude left his bike on the ground. And he's up front, like, taking pictures of the pros. And it's, like, two minutes to start. Yeah, and there's just a bike and Zach's sitting like, on the ground. And we're like, well, there's a dumpster. Like, we can just put it we'll in just the throw dumpster. That yeah, in the dumpster. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> we just yeah. put the bike in the dumpster. That's yeah. no problem. And then, yeah. He finally like, showed up. He finally showed up. Nice guy. <laughs> 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 so good 
and then yeah, the gun goes off, and it's just like, man, it was just straight adrenaline. It's yeah. like this is it, this is it. I have no idea what's in store for me, and everyone is just super angsty. Yeah. Everyone got a bad night of sleep. Everyone Everybody. is. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's pissed off that they had to wait through a rain delay. Yeah. And it's like no one wants to talk. Everyone wants to put their head down and, and start this race. And you could feel that tension in the air. And man, it was the best feeling. Like that, you don't get that. You don't get that. Not in normal life. It's just special, man. Yeah, for sure. I think like rolling down Emporium, like or like Commercial Street on the way out was probably honestly maybe cooler than coming in. Like yeah, everyone support crews there. The whole town's there, and like that street was just lined from like lined. this behind the start line, like the whole way till you turned right onto the gravel. There's people. Like what kind of townsperson wakes up? At six to watch a bike race start, or five, yeah, yeah. The, in the that whole entire packed. town, that whole town. It's man. amazing. It was, yeah, it was, it was surreal. It was very, it was, yeah, it was crazy. That's sick to hear from someone who's seeing it for the very first time. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was incredible. And yeah. then, yeah, then I mean, what is it? A mile and a half until you hit the the dirt road yeah, over that bridge. Like yeah, that. yeah. And, over Cottonwood River. Yeah, and then you mm-hmm. take a ride on Road One Fifty Five, and it's just. Balls. That's you. Deep. So fast. There's mud, dude. So you guys went with the lead pack. Yeah. Yeah. Where? I mean, how far were you from the front for that initial race? I mean, it was or for that initial. Well, like race. everyone, when we had that DK meeting, everyone's like, "All right, there's two obvious lines to ride. This gravel is not like still water mm-hmm. gravel. If you ride in the gutter or if you ride up the middle, you're gonna flat." Yeah. So I just like stayed in those two lines. And, like, I didn't really want to move up out the outside or up the middle. It wasn't I, worth it. It was, wasn't worth it. So I just, like, stuck in my line, and I couldn't really go anywhere. So I was probably a 100 people back for the first 50, I think. Whoa. And, I mean, like, on those turns, like, on those 90-degree turns, like, you can look around, and it's, like, still as far as you can see. It's the same density of people. It's just packed. As far as you can see behind you. Yeah. It's crazy. I was probably right around where you were. And yeah, I got we never saw wreck. each other. Yeah. Got caught up in a wreck. Someone wrecked right in front of me. But I was thinking the same thing as Ryan. Like, <clears throat> everyone says, do not get into that middle area. That's no man's land. It's full of, like, hypodermic needles. It's full of glass. Like, don't go in there. Yep. And so, but then there's a wreck. I'm off in the ditch. And so trying to work back up to the front was took some doing, but... How far ahead was the wreck ahead of you? Or was it? Right, oh, it was like right. four people right in front of me. Someone, I think someone came over the middle, and wrecked. Bars got caught up, and then I mean we were going. It wasn't so fast that it was dangerous, but yeah, I fell and mixed my my bars up into the spokes of some dude in front of me. So that's wild. It was so sick though, man. Like that, it was like muddy, and everyone's so tense. And there's just mud spraying everywhere all over your glasses. And I'm getting my water bottle and splashing on my face to try to clear out the mud. And yeah, I love that kind of, I love that. It's so intense. Okay, sweet. You're going on speaker. All right, we're, uh, so we're going to welcome our next guest right now to the podcast. Hey, Mark, what's up, dude? How are you doing? Very well, Bobby. How are you? I'm doing great, man. So, all right, hey, introduce yourself real quick. Uh-oh. Oh, man, we're having technical difficulties with Verizon Wireless. It looks like it's him, not us. We got good service. 
<clears throat> Mark, you still there? You hear us? Oh, it did fail. We're going to try that again. It was going to be so smooth if that worked. <laughs> smooth, Dang, man, we crushed it. <laughs> Edit. Yeah, are you going to like, do you edit this thing? We will, yeah. Okay, because like the whole Wes <laughs> Owen conversation. Oh, yeah, that... no, I mean, it needs to probably stay. <laughs> the honestly. minimal amount. Yeah. The absolute minimal. Okay. Yeah. We try and keep it pretty raw. Emery went long the last one. We had, yeah. We had to hey, I think the call Emory. dropped. Okay. All right, we'll try again. If not, then I'll speak on your behalf. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're going to give this another shot. So... All right, welcome our next guest to the podcast. We've got we've got Mr. Mark Curry. Hey, Mark, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hey, Bobby. So yeah, my name is Mark Curry. I'm Ryan Heather. Um, I live out here in Ogden, Utah, actually. Um, I work for Envy, and I've had the pleasure of coming down your way a couple of times this year already. Did land run, and then uh, most recently, obviously, was Dirty Kansas. Yeah, man. So was this technically was this. How many Dirty Kansas is this for you to actually be in the race? This is number one. It was number one. You were in town last year, is that correct, just working? Correct. So I came out with, with work last year and did support crew for some of our, our Envy guys um, and really got intrigued and kind of inspired by the whole thing. Um, and I have a bit of a mountain bike background, so that, yeah, that has taken a little bit of a turn this year. Uh, and, yeah, we... Go gravel bike, showed up this year, and, and went for it. Dude, it's it's so rad to um, to be able to meet you and and just get to know your whole family a little bit better, just because of how well. I mean, honestly, man, how insanely talented you guys all are—not only on the bike, but but off the bike. So, well, the the boys were just talking talking about the start line and what it felt like yep. to, to be on the start line for the very first time at, at DK. So, dude. Talk, talk to me a little bit about, like, where were you at? Did you line up with Ryan, or where were you at at the very beginning? Yeah, so Ryan and I, we wanted to line up together. It didn't work out that way since I was staying with the Envy guys. Um, so I lined up with them. Uh, there was four of us. Um, and honestly, just had a big big smile on my face. Um, it was kind of, you know, being on that start line was the, the end of a pretty long road of a lot of hard work. And, yeah, I was just, just pretty stoked to be there and get the whole thing underway. So it was I would say it was kind of a surreal moment. Like, oh, okay, this is uh, this is really happening, I guess. <laughs> so, Ryan, Ryan, at what at what point, um, since you guys didn't line up together, what point did you guys um, did you find each other? Um, I think, uh, what, what was it like, twenty five or thirty miles in? I think. Yeah, like, it was about twenty five or thirty miles, maybe an hour, hour and a half in. Uh, Ryan just came up on my wheel, um, and pretty much was like, "Hey, how is it made?" And uh, I was like, "Whoa! I'm glad to see you here with, with air in your tires still." Yeah, I mean, I could I could see him up front. I mean, you were sitting probably like upwards of top ten for a while, and I could see him up there. But like, I mean, I just I didn't really want to move up and, and risk getting a flat. So I knew he was there, and I knew he was still rolling. And then eventually, I think I yeah, like we said, probably twenty five miles in. Right, I think it's right at those bizarre cattle pens. At the cattle pens, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. And if you see, gonna say if you see any photos of us from that race, uh, that positioning explains why Ryan was a lot dirtier than I was. <laughs> yeah. Because he seemed to be getting a lot of mud on him. Yeah. <laughs> so, you, Mark, you were in the you were rolling top ten. Yeah, I kind of so they um, they did the kind of that unannounced course change um, after we had started. So whenever I think 
about seven or eight miles in, uh, we were supposed to take a left turn, and we didn't. We actually, right. uh, there was a couple of course marshals there directing us to keep going straight. And there was quite a bit of confusion at that point. Um, and I kind of ended up, by default, sort of on the front for a second, um, and kind of looked to my right and was riding, you know, on the front row with the likes of Jens Voigt and oh. Sven Nies and Jessica well, Bush. And I, that was kind of like a, a little bit of a, a no shit moment for me. I was like, whoa. This is quite something. Um, That's incredible. Yeah, yeah, that was that was short lived. I, I I find my way back to my my normal spot shortly <laughs> after that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They they did that reroute. Um, from what I can tell, rightfully so, on the backside of that left hand turn, which is Road D Hill. As soon as you get just another mile down the road, it is insane uh, mud B road. Um, he- heading heading farther south, so I mean, I know yep. that they did that because of the conditions that happened in two th- in 2015. So yeah, mm-hmm. I'm sure that that was just crazy though, because Garmin's must have been going crazy. Everyone's G- GPS must have been telling them they were going wrong. That must have been really confusing. Yeah, there was a lot of confusion, and we were all like, oh, I mean, I guess if we're going the wrong way, then we're all going the wrong way. Uh, right. <laughs> no one's going the other way, so yeah, it was it was a little. Uh, until we eventually reached another course marshal that went the right way, uh, which was kind of relieving when you get that back on the course, beep off the Garmin, you're like, all right, we're back in action again. So then uh, hooking up with Ryan, what what was your first initial, um, what, were your, what were your first thoughts? I was stoked to see him there. Um, I was stoked that we both still had air in our tires. As soon as we hit that first main... guys in front of me most instantly um, just had rear hey Mark you're cutting out bud okay let me see if I can uh, oh, that's better. can you hear me a little better yes, yes. That's stay better. right there alright tell us about Wait. when you first saw Ryan again yeah so I saw him just after we hit the first unmaintained B road um, and at that point I was sitting about 30th and four guys in front of me instantly blew out rear tires. Oh, wow. um, as soon as we as soon as we hit that road, and at that point I was like, "Whoa, we're going to be in for a long day." Um, and yes, yeah, shortly after that, I Ryan came up beside me, and I was just stoked to see him. And then we were both rolling with Aaron's tires, so that was uh, that was a cool moment. And that I knew we both sort of first made it through the um, first little bit of selection per se. Yeah. So then, was there any sort of game plan from there to try and stay together at all, or was it still kind of every man for himself? Yeah, you know, there wasn't. And we, at Land Run earlier this year, we had talked about it and kind of purposely rode together all day. This was a lot different just because we knew it was going to be much bigger, kind of more competitive, and we didn't know, you know, we kind of know each other's strengths and weaknesses, but not for that long of a day. Um, So, no, we really rode our own race, and we were together. um, Yeah, we rolled side by side basically right up until checkpoint one um and then that's where we yeah became separated for a little bit <laughs> like 120 miles oh, 120 <laughs> yeah. miles seriously yeah, yeah, tell yeah me, a little bit yeah, right. most of the day <laughs> tell me about that yeah so what, who came who yeah. came out first so we rolled into checkpoint one and uh just in the lead group i think we were both in the top 10 when we came across the timing mat for check one. Oh my gosh yeah uh had a little bit of a slower turnaround it, it, I mean it was still fast but slower than the lead group I would say for, for check one uh, and they were 
maybe a quarter, half mile up the road, something like that, when we yeah, left. Yeah, I, I would say so. Um, and Mark looked at me, and he was like, all right, we, we're going to roll. Don't burn a bunch of matches to get back to those guys. That group's not going to stick together to checkpoint two. There's guys that are going to come back. And I was like, in my head, I was like, I kind of want to get up to that group. So Mark, Mark, Mark sort of rode his own pace, and I burned probably a few more matches than I should have trying to get back to the lead group. Um, and eventually, I was doing a lot of it solo, made it back, or someone, I think a huge train came by and I just hopped on the back, and those guys brought me right back. But yeah, eventually made it back to the lead group, and then uh, I didn't see Mark again until just after check three at like mile 170 holy cow dude i can't imagine what it would take to get up to that yeah. point and then how you sustained it yeah i mean i like i could see this guy behind me out of checkpoint three and he was always just like i knew what mark was wearing and i couldn't like he wasn't that close to see what kind of kit he was wearing but i could see he was in all black and i was like there's no way that's mark like we've been separated for 120 miles like he's not going to catch me now and there's a, there's a climb at mile one. It must have been right at 170. And I was just going yep. up it, and Mark's just like, hey, Mr. Curry. And I was like, no way. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Formal, even yep. his, in his deathbed. Yeah. So, Mark, how long, yeah. Had you known, how long had you known that he was just ahead? So, yeah, I had ridden. I rode with some really good groups of people um, from just after I took check one until until uh, we hit check checkpoint three. I rolled in checkpoint three and caught up with um, the support crew from Envy and also our parents there. Um, and it was my dad, actually, who was, as I rolled in, he was like, we seriously just sent Ryan the other way. I mean, we pushed him off, turned around, and you were right there. Yeah. Um, oh, and, um, and I was still pretty, you know, chipper at that point in time. I'm not <laughs> sure exactly what, you know, how uh, that happened. Ryan just um, said that he was not chipper at that point in time. <laughs> that's what I hear. I hear yeah, and that, yeah, there was, uh, yeah, I had heard that he was yeah, mentally maybe having a little bit of a time. So I, uh, yeah, made checkpoint three pretty, a lot quicker than I thought. Um, really got turned around quickly there and went out of checkpoint three like a bat out of hell trying to catch him. Um, I guess it was like as soon as I turned that corner out of sight from checkpoint three, like Mark rolled in. Like my dad said, as soon as he like watched me turn the corner, he like turned back around to water to, I guess, crutch back to his chair. Right, right. <laughs> and yep. uh, yeah, Jonathan, and, Jonathan, heal that, heal that ankle well, brother. Heal that ankle. And, yep. and Mark rolled up, so it was, it was that close. So you were leaving Madison, and he was just coming right yeah. into Madison. Yeah, like it was probably we were probably. 20 seconds apart on the checkpoint. Unbelievable. So, yeah, I probably had a maybe two or three minutes to make up on him after the, you know, after my checkpoint was done. Um, and yeah, it was feeling good. So took advantage of some, of some good legs and kind of went full steam ahead for a while to try and catch Ryan. And then, well, I mean, yeah, maybe, right maybe 30 of... or 40 minutes. Out of, or, yeah, I would say probably 30 minutes. Um, out of checkpoint three, I could, I could see the guys in front of me. I saw one guy in a bright green kit, and I knew that wasn't him. And um, Ryan's got these nice fancy blue shorts, and those were—I uh, <laughs> I could see those. So I, I knew that was him. And yeah, one whenever I caught up to him, I was like, uh, "Yeah, just gave him the Mr. Curry." And he turned around and just <laughs> well, and I mean, had like, no idea what was happening. Right out of Madison, you got like some more tailwind sections, 
and like that was just a godsend. Oh, like, those were nice. Yeah. I mean, I knew every mile of it. I had to go back into the headwind, but I was, I mean, it was perfect. Like just cruising with a tailwind was incredible. Yeah, because the wind had switched all day yeah. pretty much on Saturday to be out of the north. Yeah. As well on Friday, yeah, it, was, it was out nice, of the south. Uh, nice seven hour ride into a headwind. Yeah. Right. No problems. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> so then, right then, you guys were together, and then that, you, did you know what about what placement you were sitting at that time? I had no idea. I, I yeah, honestly didn't know. I knew we were, you know, reasonably far up front just because of the people I'd been with, but no, we didn't have any idea. I mean, people tell you they're all like, you know, oh, hey, you're like top twenty or top twenty-five or top thirty, but it's like, you know, how many people did those people actually see, or how many right. did they miscount, or something like that? Yeah. So I mean, you know, you know, sort of roughly where you are, and you can figure out like what pace you're on and use that to kind of figure out where you are in the race. But I think at that point we were just kind of trying to ride our own race so then from there yep. how, how did it go did you work together did you guys just ride side by side what was the vibe yeah well he caught me and i was in a pretty bad spot and he was like hey i'll pull you around for a little bit uh and did exactly that and then i think i mean correct me if i'm wrong but maybe burned a few well those matches that you burned might have caught up with you a little bit eventually at like 180 or 190 Oh, they did. Yeah, we. Uh, yeah, I would say the whole ma- the whole matchbox was burnt up by then. <laughs> uh, so then I started. I mean, I wasn't I wasn't feeling good, but about as good as I could be. And Mark sort of started having some like stomach issues, and the legs were starting to go out. And it, you know, I guess our legs started to kind of go at the same time. But we were able to kind of pull each other out of our low spots whenever they hit, and work together and kind of hype each other up to the finish. Were there a lot of people around ahead or behind, or was it was it literally just kind of uh, just you two get, getting the last few miles out? Yeah, it was kind of just the two of us. Um, we caught a couple of groups of people that were uh, doing the 100, and then there was a couple other 200 guys out there with us. I think we caught one or two, and then a group of sort of three passed us. Um, and yeah, it's just it's so funny that deep into your race, you're so locked into your own speed that regardless of what some what another group or another person is doing there's just nothing we could <laughs> there was nothing we could do about it so i remember a group of three passed and i just said to ryan i was like well i don't have that <laughs> and like looked at my garmin and my heart rate was you know super low we're going so slow but yeah we were just i was done at that point but yeah it was so it was just the two of us for quite a long time there it really becomes almost a tonal vision of like you know where you have to go, and you know that you're not going to stop, but there's not really much more you can give. You just have to move forward. Just survival mode. For sure. Totally. So then uh, you guys hit town, and uh, it was still obviously daylight. Yeah. Big time. Um, I've never had that experience. That's <laughs> that's, that's totally right. That <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> you hit the highland, like that little punchy highland hill climb. where that uh, sucks. Yeah. yeah insane, dude. I, so Leland, Leland from Dirty Kanza, we went to college together, and so he thought it would be a really good idea back in 06 for us to do some road bike hill repeats on that hill nice. one time. What a sweetheart. Oh, man. And then, <laughs> yep. you know, um, uh, it's it's actually one of only two times that I've thrown up while riding my bike. <laughs> on that hill. <laughs> I, I wasn't far behind you. Yeah, I did that shortly after the finish line, but I managed to keep it together on oh, the bike. Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Mark got, Mark got real close with one of those City of Emporia trash cans at the finish line. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, we, yeah I, I got to know one of those trash cans really well. <laughs> so how did it feel, though, 
to to hit campus? How did it feel to be together? How, like, wh- I mean, what is that like? Yeah, it's just pretty surreal. I mean, yeah, to go, you know, everything leading up to it, and then ride all day, and some, yeah, and in, in some way roll into into that finishing shoot together. Um, it was pretty ridiculous. It's one of those things that you sort of sort of dream up and say, you know, that'd be cool, but. Um, yeah, to actually do it was pretty, pretty unbelievable. And obviously, at the time, we were both just so cracked and tired. But the last couple of days for me has been been pretty cool. Just reliving that and looking through some of the photos and yeah, realizing kind of how, how special of a moment I think that actually was. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's just like you live in two separate states, and like I think since 2018 began, we've ridden together maybe three times right so like, yeah to somehow get all of our i don't know to train to be the same speed i don't know i don't know how it happens but it was it's so it cool was, yeah it's just like mark said it's pretty surreal i was yeah. uh i don't know if you know this mark but i was i was somewhere on the excel course and um i do know this and i got a <laughs> yep. okay cool well <laughs> i was out there somewhere and i got a text message from from your guys' dad yeah from jonathan and he just told me to keep going and that I was an inspiration. And um, number one, it was just special to, to hear from him at all. And then he said two, two Curry boys finished um, hand in hand. Pretty, in- yep. pretty, pretty incredible. Yeah. And I mean, I was already insanely emotional from all the things that were happening, and I was pretty much alone for a long time. And um, that that's one of the most that's one of the most memorable memorable moments, even just for me, just getting that message from your dad. And knowing what it must have felt like for you two, and then for your dad, and then for him to also text me, um, it's—I don't know—it's surreal for sure. I don't even know how to explain it. But uh, he let me in on a, a part of it while I was doing something totally different, and um, it, it, incredible to think about, man. Like if someday my two kids, Emery and Elliot, were able to do something of this feat and then finish arm in arm, unreal, dude. So cool. Definitely. It was pretty funny. Our uh, our dad's typically slightly emotional emotional himself. Um, <laughs> I haven't actually had the, haven't actually had the chance to talk to him about it yet. But I would be intrigued to know exactly what happened in his mind uh, whenever he saw us <laughs> come into that finishing shoot together. Yeah, would... I'm sure there were, sure there were at least a couple tears. Yeah, maybe a lot. Um, I think but, it might have been a little bit of a God blessing that he was on crutches because he wasn't able to see us for <laughs> maybe an hour after the finish line. Yeah, <laughs> so I think he might have had some time that, to I'm get sure his emotions was, together. That was a lot for him to handle. <laughs> well, I just feel blessed to know like everybody that's in this van right now, and like uh, the fact that that Dirty Kanza is bringing this caliber of people to its start line and this caliber of family. I think speaks precedence to the type of event that it is, but then also just the the type of people that all of you are. And so, man, Mark, dude, thanks so much for taking the call and for hanging out with us tonight. We're going to get this thing live, uh, hopefully tomorrow. So dude, uh, thank you. And and thanks for all your, your work at Envy and thanks for all the coming to land run and like all your travel, man. And dude, what, what an incredible story. What an incredible thing for you guys to remember for the rest of your lives. So sick. Agreed. Yeah. Hey, thank you, Bobby. I'm sure I'll be seeing you again sometime this summer or Definitely. in the fall. At the very latest, we'll be at Land Run next spring. At least Land Run, man. But let's let's go do some crazy adventure before that, for sure. Good plan. Awesome, <laughs> I'll man. see you then. Have a great night, brother. Thanks for being on. All right. See you guys. See ya. Bye. Before we move over to Zach, Ryan, anything else 
outside of all that, like those 120 miles that you were ahead of him, and in literally the top 10. Like, I wasn't in the top. 10. Okay, okay, he no was way. in the top 10 for a minute, but then yeah. you you did rebridge the lead pack. Yeah. So, so what was, how big was that pack? Uh. 20, 30 guys, maybe, I think. Probably, yeah, 20, 30. Uh, Not much bigger than the lead 10. <laughs> yeah, just three times the size. Yeah, right, uh, right. yeah, Mark was like, hey, don't burn matches. And I was like, well, I mean, I like it. But I think this is like how I want to race my race. Like, I just want to <laughs> hang on to that lead pack for as yep. long as I can. I'm going to blow up when I blow up. And I think I popped off at like mile 75. There's a, I don't know what that climb's called, but there's a gnarly climb. At 75. Called the bitch. It's called the bitch. It's called the bitch. Yes. Yeah, so we the, went down it. The bitch did me good. It's a wild climb. It snakes. Yeah. 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 Uh, yep. Loose. Yep. So I popped there. And then honestly, like when I lost the lead group, I started having a little bit more fun because I was like, there was no pressure on me at that point. Like right. I, I knew I wasn't going to do anything like spectacular and I could just ride like my own race. Did that and then rode a lot of it solo, kind of hopped on and off with a few different groups and yeah and then once once mark caught me i like that was that was pretty special for sure that's sick tell us about your wreck i had a little bit of a crash yes Ooh, coming into times. <laughs> yeah that's what i was picking earlier and then i started bleeding oh no <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh yeah this podcast is uh has bled blood now <laughs> um like my 150 i was riding with uh J- james walsh uh from my brother's team actually um and michael vandenham uh-huh. from garneau easton yeah and who uh who got second place yeah second place over land, land run so it was pretty pretty cool to be riding with those guys um and yeah i was i had just taken a turn on the front uh and i mean as we talked about it stormed the night before and there were a lot of the roads were kind of rutted on saturday uh and i was just i think it was like mile 150 oh yeah um, you want a beer, Curry? Yeah, yeah. Let's open some beers. Chris, um, Chris, Chris is in. Um, yeah, and I was just following Michael's wheel. Um, he's obviously a huge cyclocross guy, so he just like hopped out of this wheel rut, and I was just like trying to follow him. So I just like turned left, and it just like sucked my wheel in and oh, washed yeah. out. Stay in the but rut. But the shitty thing was, as soon as I fell, stay in the rut. That's an SGG <laughs> deep, <laughs> deep. Um, proverb man stay in the rut we got stories for days about that anyway and then as soon as i fell both my legs cramped up oh so i sat on the ground just like pouting and like hitting my legs until the cramps went away Ryan's a powder dude he pouts so hard <laughs> and then uh if you're gonna pout dk 200 yeah. is the place to do it and then the cramps went away michael and james waited for me thankfully what uh no way and then yeah i just like got back on the bike got rolling like lost a little skin but not much but yeah that was that unreal dude you're hanging with like deep pros and you're trying to and you're and crashing you're, and you're but you're young and you have so far to go it's wild it's just so cool to be <laughs> Emery's back <laughs> hug yeah. I love you. Oh, you too. See you later, people. Tell, tell everybody good night. <laughs> good night, and I'm having a sleepover at my friend Ainsley's house. And uh, hey, hey, Ainsley, What's you want to say something? It's a, it's a. You want to say something? Yeah. Oh, hey. <laughs> say something. 
Emery and Ainsley have taken over the podcast. Dude, this yes. is a step up, Hi. step up from Wes. Yes, right. I, um, my daddy has a lot of friends, and they're mostly girls. Good night, peoples, and hope you like the podcast. And by the way, me and my I friend I won't cut Ainsley, you out while I'm cutting out the annoying part. And by the way, by the way, me and my my friend Ainsley are very annoying. We're not that annoying. We just really, right, really cute. Hey, we gotta finish up. Ainsley, yeah, you guys go. go. We gotta finish up. And we're adorable. You are adorable. I agree. Okay, see you later, people. Okay. Bye. 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 Oh man, amazing. We have two lights. <laughs> oh yeah. Attention, daughters. Incredibly. I think my favorite line is, "My dad has a lot of friends, and they're all, all girls." Because <laughs> <laughs> none of. We're not his friends, right? <laughs> or are you girls? Or are we girls? I don't know. <laughs> I guess, I mean, we have to ask him what, like, what does it take to be his friend? Only girls have made the cut. <laughs> Man, Ainsley just dropped a hammer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah. I love that you said that the start was maybe better than the finish. The finish has always been the wildest part for me because it's not always guaranteed. Yeah. You know, the finish is never, like, it was never set in stone for me. Um, the only year that I felt like it made Nobody me, is, dude. And nobody nobody is, that, is. That's the craziest part of DK is that it's 200 miles. It's a, so much Anything can happen. can happen. It's a double century. Yeah, Back, anything. When you're done with the century, you're literally halfway done. And you have to pedal your ass back to Emporia yeah. somehow. Yeah. And this is by far, this is the longest day on the bike for you. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. By how much? Like 150 was the epic? Was your yeah? Finest? 150 was the epic, and then we did like a 10-hour training ride a few weeks ago, and that was that was it. And then what was so, your so what was your finish time? Uh, 12:21, I think. So sick. Yeah, that's blazing. That's yeah, wild. That's fast. Yeah, would it would have totally won? Yeah, five, Chris says five years ago. Yeah. Whenever, I mean the record. Yeah, my buddy Chris, uh, my buddy Cameron Chambers had the record. Uh, yeah, the, way way back when, and 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 just totally soloed it out for however long. Yeah, um, it's just changed so much, yeah. dude. It's, that's part of it. Like gravel, gravel's a different gravel's game just now. Popping, it's popping. Right? It's this popping. There's like 2018. You think it's this year? Huh? Yeah, that's cool. Well, like the lot. I mean, like this, like the I last think recently, two or three years. Yeah, I think yeah. so too. I mean, I think it's just nuts. It is wild. So, you love it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, my my mom came up to me. There's like a picture of me, like there's that Camelback like scaffolding tower mm-hmm. at the finish line, and like I crossed the finish line, grabbed a bottle of water, and I just like threw my bike down, took my shoes off, and like I just laid up against that Camelback tower, and I didn't move for like an hour. And my mom came up to me, and I was sitting there, and I just like I didn't really want to talk to anybody because I was just so drained. And she was like, I mean, like, do you want to do this again next year? And I was like, for sure, absolutely. It was that. It was that good. It's that good. Yeah. No questions asked. Yeah. Let's dive in, Zach. So there it was. That's Ryan and Mark's side of it. I'm so pumped that we can get Mark on. So, yeah. dude, yeah, thank you to Mark Curry for sure from Envy being on and for smashing souls at DK200 this year. Um, but what I was saying right before the girls came in is that we've got a crew in town in Stillwater that's not only, like, incredibly consistent and incredibly solid, that, like, Chris and Big Dave and... Brett Stevens and myself and 
you know, our, our whole crew, I'm not even going to try to name everybody, but yeah. Seth and everybody and Crystal, and um, we, we have a crew that's not only incredibly consistent, but, but now we've got, like, young, fast, wildly competitive... It's just dope that we've got it all, man. Like, yeah, mini metal. Mini metal, mini metal dude. Yeah. Yeah. Mini metal. We've got it all. And, like, we're all on the same page, even though we're all on different pages. It is the coolest thing. Daddy, I want the Ooh, I like that. That's some, that's some good stuff. I'll play interference. Nutella toast. Yay! Nutella toast! We're almost done. Guys, we can do Nutella toast! Interference, you guys are locked in Insane. <laughs> They're more wild than we are. They are. <laughs> Ten that's, times. That's what being seven and eight is like. <clears throat> Alright, Zach. Let's get into this wild mess. Alright. We got we got plenty of time. This is this is my podcast. We can go as long as we want. As long as you guys are good. That's yeah. awesome. Good. Good, we, right, we have a cooler full of beer. We just had some golden dragon Chinese food, which was delicious. Uh and dude, I, I wanna know about it all. Like walk me walk me through it. Dude, okay. Um <laughs> here we go. Yeah. Uh you know really the the best way I can explain this race is the tortoise and the hare, you know? Like it's a lesson I should have learned as a child, but I never did. I went out of that start line with my teeth gritted in the drops, just ready to race. You know, and I was like chasing that adrenaline, like the whole reason I liked racing in the first place. And so we, we hit the dirt and it's muddy and there's shit flying everywhere. There's rocks in my teeth. There's mud all over my glasses and everyone's bumping elbows and trying to get positioned. And it's just, that's, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I can go down at any moment. I could crash. I could wreck. I'm just getting adrenaline hits and just loving it so much. And Man, that first, to checkpoint one, that is the fastest I've ever ridden on a gravel bike, ever. Uh, I don't know exactly what my average was. I think Fast it was, it was, it yeah. was, dude, it was so, it like was. Close to 20, 19? It was close yeah. to 19, I'm thinking. Oh, somewhere around there. Above. Yeah. For and sure. so, I mean, I was blowing my, I was blowing myself out. Just having the time of my life, you know? So There's good. people like flatting all around me. There's wrecks everywhere, and Doesn't I'm just it surprise you how many flats there are. It's yes, it's so crazy. Every year, they're just like everywhere, people up and down, like everywhere. It's like tubeless, bro. <laughs> That's what I think is like tubeless. <laughs> and then it's like it's like, <laughs> and then you see some of the people out there, and it's like this is their first time on a gravel bike ever. <laughs> like they are pointing. <laughs> they're, Shame they're, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> dude. I didn't want to name teams, <laughs> but there's certain teams that it's like. I told you this when I was going down descents, like those big rocky descents where it's just jarring your bones. Oh yeah, the best. You fly down them, and then at the the bottom, there's just water bottles and shit everywhere, and like tire levers, and like <laughs> all the stuff that comes out of people's pockets. And there's like a certain team, their water bottle was their logo was on every water bottle, <laughs> and it was, it's like come on guys, like dude. <laughs> practice before you come man <laughs> so anyway what i was saying is like yes i have the time of my life there's people falling everywhere there's people on the side of the road there's angry old men just throwing their wheels because they don't know how to fix oh, a flat it's like but they can ride super hard like, yeah it's so wild that they can still just throw down yeah oh it's so cool and uh coming to checkpoint one with 
one of Mark Curry's friends, AJ. He's an envy guy. Long-haired AJ Pedal Turner. Yes. I've known AJ for a minute, dude. You this, got to ride with him. Yes. And let me tell you about this boy's legs. Oh yeah. <laughs> they are the most magnificent. Pristine. They're pristine. Just like his face and his everything. Hair. He looks oh, like yeah. James, Hef- like a young James Hetfield. Yes. So he's from Iowa City, World of Bikes. Do you know? Did he tell you about all that? No, not too oh, much. Oh man. <laughs> We're just busy racing. Dude, Adam Blake at Gravel City. Adam, that's running the bike shop in town in Emporia. Worked with AJ. And Andrea Cohen, who's on the XL, worked with AJ. We all knew each other from way back in the day. No, sh- so you've AJ, known AJ. Oh man, yeah, AJ dude. got the job. AJ's awesome. AJ, I love you. AJ's dude. awesome. Miss you, bro. Let's go surfing sometime because that's what your hair reminds me of. <laughs> <laughs> so roll into checkpoint one. Take a quick break. Very quick. Um, I lost my glasses at this point because they were getting covered in mud. I spray my glasses off with my water bottle, which is full of scratch, by the way. So I'm getting electrolytes, <laughs> getting electrolytes in my eyes as I'm doing this. Direct injection. Yeah. And so I whip my glasses off and I like try to shake them out. And as I'm shaking them out, I just throw them on the ground on accident. <sighs> and they get trampled by the stampede of cyclists behind me. No glasses. So anyway, rolling to checkpoint one, new glasses, eat some strawberries. You don't like chug a Red Bull, everything. Hit the road again. And then, yeah, checkpoint two, I still came into that thing so fast. I beat my land run time. Like, I did the fastest hundred I've ever done. That's wild. On a gravel bike Because your ever. land run time was six. Six oh three. Six oh three. And, and I think I did sub six. sub six on that, I think. Were yeah. you just hitched on to lots of different groups, or were you riding solo a lot? It was just, it was a lot of, um, what I call them is micro battles. <laughs> micro, micro races. And that's where, you know, when you're with a group of like six people, and you start to approach a hill... And everyone just doesn't look at each other. They're just trying to figure out who can make it up the hill first. So I got caught up in a lot of those things. And it's like, yeah, like, do you want to win the battle or do you want to win the war? It's like, I won a shitload of battles at the start of the race. (laughs) I definitely lost the war. So, man, I just hammered this thing as hard as I possibly could. Rolling at checkpoint two. And I just sit in the chair. I drape an ice rag around my neck. And then it occurs to me... I am fucking done. <laughs> I am absolutely exhausted. <laughs> and I'm like trying to eat a burrito and like get some food into me. And I'm just barfy at this time. Like I can't yeah. take anything down. And I'm just like, yeah, okay. That was a bad move. <laughs> Those last six hours were a very bad decision. And so then, you know, everyone tells the story of checkpoint two to checkpoint three. Like yeah. that's the hard one. And it, it was just, it was absolutely awful. I had just blown everything out in the first hundred. And getting on my bike and just trying to get through that was just, uh, it felt like a death march, man. And then mile 148, I was with some guys I knew. Uh, you know Andrew Aaron? The yeah. guy from yes. the Divide. I was with him and then uh, our friend Colin, who mm-hmm. races with you. I was he with these guys. Road. Yeah. Collegiate Road. Sweet. Rice. Guy's fast. Yeah. Where is he from? Rice, University Rice. of Houston. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The guy's fast. He's got big he's quads got some, too. Yeah, he's got some huge, huge calves, legs. Dude. Yeah. The guy's like fast. The size wow. of my quads. So I'm on the back of their little meat train and they're concerned about me. Like I am realizing like, oh, <clears throat> I am actually friends with these people because they don't want me to like keel over and die. And so uh I have to tell them like, guys, do not wait for me. I take a bite of my shot block and I'm just like this is it. I'm about to vomit. And so I'm like, guys, don't wait for me. Just go on. They leave. I pull over into the bushes and just vomit everything inside of my stomach. And I have like 
dude, it was like, it was like a really weird moment. Just, I had nothing in my stomach. I looked at my camelback. I had less than half a liter of water. And all I had was sugars, like just goo syrups and shot blocks. And I just threw one up. It's the least appetizing thing I could think of. And that was like the lowest low I've ever been in in my life. Looking back on it now, it's like beautiful. Like that's what it is to be human, you know? Like yeah. you get to experience like like clawing out of a pain cave. But at the time, I was scared. I felt it was like exposed. I was, there's no one around, super vulnerable. And it was just a lot of, dude, I had to go through, I had to lay down and take a little nap and go through a mental checklist in my mind just to get myself back up off the ground. And got back on my bike, 17 miles, pedaled slow to the next checkpoint, ate a bunch there, uh, had some Red Bull strawberries, and then finished that last 40 miles and they were just it was just it was just awful i learned i learned that mistake the hard way <laughs> so didn't ride with anybody just pedaled so pedaled solo for the last 40 yeah the last 40 i did come up on another meat train that was passing me and i was able to tack on <laughs> to them and we were able to pull some turns and it was actually it was wonderful we made it was all headwind and we made great time there's probably 12 of us and we were just cruising into the headwind and everyone knew like we were almost done. And it's just, everyone's just looking down. They're just staring at their handlebars. No one wants to talk and we're just pedaling. And it was, it was cool, man. And the sun was setting. There's crop dust planes flying over. Yeah. The sun was setting. And that was actually the first time I ever really took a breath and look around, looked around and realized like, I cannot believe how gorgeous this place is. This is a moment I'll remember forever. This was, like, I pulled myself through a pain cave. I scraped myself off the ground. I realized, like, I can, like, I know what I'm made of. Like, I, I think I have some grit. And it was just, a, it was a beautiful moment. And uh, that moment abruptly fucking ended <laughs> as soon as we come onto this cra train crossing six miles from town, man. It's so, like, dude, we got six miles left. <laughs> And there's a train stopped. <laughs> there's a train stopped in the middle of a crossing. And I'm with the whole crew, dude. We've been together for like 20 miles. We're hammering our asses off. Like trying to, we're focused on getting to the end of the race. And we can't because there's a train. <laughs> and there's, and then there's this guy in a Jeep. He's from the Jeep club. And looking back on it now, he was not part of the race. He was just, he was a volunteer. He was telling us, go around the train. You need to go three miles up the road, go around the train, and then come three miles back. And so we all are just like, man, fuck this. And so we're done by this point. So, yeah, we go three <clears throat> miles on a detour. As we're pulling up to the, as we're turning right to go across, like go around the train, the train fucking starts moving again. So now we have to sit and wait at this railroad crossing for the whole train to pass. And all of us are just in disbelief. Like we all have this mutual respect for each other because we all like rode 20 miles together, but we all like kind of hate each other because we're really fucking hungry. Yeah. <laughs> <And> so <laughs> the train finally crosses and then we get to ride three miles back to the course. And by then, man, 50 people have passed us. Oh man. And I mean, we were a little demoralized. I like, I looked around, there was like this team of guys riding and this, this dude just started crying. He was just like demoralized at this point. Really? Yeah. And his like his teammates put, 
their arm on his shoulder and and like we all felt it we're just like i look i mean really what is this four, five miles four or five miles mm-hmm. i mean that's just like that's just like the warm-up social talk on a group ride you know yep. but the end of dk those five miles felt like so like it was demoralizing yeah it was like Crush, soul crushing soul crushing yeah it's just like no way no way can this happen exactly yeah. no way can this happen i was so <laughs> set i knew i had six miles left and then you added another six how am i supposed to do this <laughs> i only trained for 206 <laughs> i know that's, like how that's I was... all that's left <laughs> yeah that's all that's left what do you want from me man <laughs> It's so, yeah, right up that fucking hill through that parking lot. and That was the worst, dude. Yeah. Highland, baby. Highland Hill. And then cruising down all the traffic cones into the finish line, I literally felt nothing. Emotionally numb. I feel like I just went to Bonnaroo and did Molly for five days. <laughs> like, <laughs> I had no emotions. I had no smiles. I had no sadness. I had no hunger. <laughs> I just kind of went through the finish line, got off my bike, and I just engaged in whatever conversation was required of me and then sat down and it's just that was the end of my dk <laughs> nothing i felt just nothing no no happiness no pain no sadness <laughs> i just just sat i just sat and that was it <laughs> what was your finish time 15 hours and 21 minutes yeah that's a long time to be on a bike. And my hands, dude, my pinkies are still numb. Oh, yeah. And I still can't dude, sign Dude, you can't checks. open a beer. <laughs> no, seriously. It's called it's called cyclist, what's it called? Cyclist palsy. Cyclist palsy. Yeah. It's a real thing. It's like where you get nerve trauma at the end of your dude, arm Dude, for three and a half hours on the drive home, Zach was on WebMD, like reading shit Not three about and a half. Dude, cyclist it was, palsy. Dude, it was eight minutes, dude. It was eight minutes. <laughs> and he was reading about the symptoms and how it, how it long it takes minutes. to cure itself. They said, luckily, luckily you'll have full strength in three months. So, okay. well, yeah, we're on a great trajectory. You got a good thing to look <laughs> yeah. forward to. Man. Yeah. Dude, wild. So you'll come back? I'll come back. If you would ask me two days ago, there's no fucking way. Right. But now, it's like, yeah, I learned. I learned a lot from this. I want to do better. I, I totally know what you talk. What you're talking about. Yeah. I completely get it. Like I feel like I need some redemption, you know. Always. Yeah. Always. It's um. There's something about that place, that area. Like. It's not the mountains, but it's not a road race, and it's not. A typical event somewhere else. It's it's Dirty Kansas 200. Like yeah, it's yeah. the it is now officially, in my opinion, the granddaddy of all ultra endurance like gravel races. Without a doubt. Period. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a reason Thomas proposed to his girlfriend there. Yes. That place is magical. It is. It, it's straight magic. Yeah. Um, every single year, it's it's truly the the the, the biggest place the biggest gravel family reunion that exists. Mm-hmm. Like everyone is finding a reason and a time and a place to, to, to get there, to take off work and to be ready to either race it or support people. And it's, it's just because it's there, there's nowhere else on the planet where that many people are coming together to push themselves that hard on dirt roads. Mm-hmm. 
And it's so sick, man. That points, there's no power lines. There's no sign of civilization. There's no signs. It's desolate. Dude, there's nothing. There are no fences. The cattle are all over the road. Sometimes you don't even see cattle. You don't see a fence at all. You don't see a driveway. You don't see a car. A tree. Yeah, there's no, that you're exposed (laughs) Exposed. the whole time. I felt that, man. At any moment, a vulture could swoop out of the air and scrape my dead body off the road. I'd be toast, man. I couldn't fight a vulture at that point. Yeah. Ryan, was there ever a time where you didn't think that the finish was going to happen? Or were you always, uh, always like, I'm I going knew, to I knew it was going to be a mental game. Like, I knew coming into it, and I told Zach the same thing. I was like, look, the legs are there. Like, we've done the training. We've ridden a ton of miles. Like, oh, yeah. the legs are there. They're going to finish. It's our head that's going to get in yeah, the way. Absolutely. So, like, honestly, I don't think there was ever a point that, like, I, I thought to myself, like, I'm not going to finish. Like, I have to pull out. I got in some really weird mental spots, like, mostly on leg three. But I was usually with people or able to, like, catch people or people caught me at the right time. They were able to kind of pull me out of them. But there was never a point where I was like, this isn't something that I can finish. Like, I kept telling myself, like, I know I can finish this. I just have to focus and get through this. Zach. When you're on the side of the road, so it was check that was check two to three. Yeah. When you threw up. Yeah. Did it cross your mind? This couldn't happen. Maybe this is it. Did it, did it cross my mind to quit? Yeah. It was. Uh, yeah, I was, I was laying there, picking gravel out of my hair, <laughs> and kind of giggling, like in a delirium, <laughs> and. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. And it, yeah, you know what crossed my mind was is this what breaks me? Like is this where I break? Is this my limit? And it was like that was almost overwhelming to think like it happens like this? Like the race <laughs> I was so fucking confident about like, I just rode that flat five miles out of town. Like, this is supposed to be fast. <laughs> I was supposed to do this without even eating. <laughs> right. And I'm just giggling like, this is this is going to break me? And that was, uh, yeah, so that uh, thought crossed my mind. And I, I was like, dude, it's going to take a lot to get off the ground right now. It's going to take, like... I've never been in this place before. I've never been in this mental state. I need to call my dad. Yeah. Let's go through this checklist you told me about. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, I needed to call my dad because, I mean, this is the guy that taught me about, like, what quitting is. You know? Um, like, just, I guess my, like, my backstory for this is when I was a 15, when I was 15, my dad was going through Air Force Special Forces. He was doing pararescue. So he was, he ended up being the, the oldest guy to go through it and to get through it. And he ended up doing, you know, incredible things. Started his rescue squadron over in Japan and stuff. But when I was 15, we were practicing what they're, what they're called underwaters. And that's where you essentially just hold your breath, go underwater, you can't break the surface, and you swim 25 meters or 50 meters or 75 or whatever it is. And I'm with my dad at the pool, and he's teaching me how to do these things. He's saying, you got to relax, you got to hold your breath, and the faster you go, the tired you're going to get. Let yourself glide. 
And so I do one, and he's like, you want to try 50? And I was like, yeah, I guess I can, I can try that. He's like, well, you can't try it. Here's what happens, Zach. As soon as you put your head underwater, you've committed to doing this. As soon as you bring your head up, you quit. If you allow yourself to quit, it becomes a habit. And the more times you do it, the easier that habit becomes. You can just quit all you want whenever it gets comfortable. And so when I was laying there at DK, I was like, this is the guy I need to talk to. So I reached over to my backpack. My phone's dead. And that's when I was just like, I'm so fucked. <laughs> I'm so fucked. Like, I can't even call my dad to like peel me out of this. So I went through this checklist in my mind. Where I was like, okay, Zach, the reason you're in such pain is because, like, I think you're a little panicked. So let's ground ourselves. Where are we right now? We're in Kansas. What are we doing? Dirty Kansas. What time is it? 2.30 in the afternoon. Why are you feeling so shitty? Probably because I haven't eaten and drinking much. Drank much. And what is the goal for today? To get through the finish line. And it's like, it's like you have to go into survival mode and go through just like, like the most basic parts of the day and then just kind of build yourself from there. And so then once I did that, had a little sleep, I felt better and I was like, okay, so I'm hungry, I'm tired. So I need to fix those things. I need to eat something. I'm going to eat these sugars. I know that I'll puke if I eat them too fast. So I need them slow. So I eat them really slow. I drink whatever little water I have. And then next part on the checklist is like, you're dehydrated. You have to make it to the next checkpoint. If you go too fast, you're going to sweat everything out. So slow pedal it. And then that, it was just like, yeah, survival mode. And then get back on the bike, slow pedal, and eventually made it to that checkpoint. And it was just, it was, dude, it was awful, man, at the time. But looking back, it was absolutely beautiful so good because what else in your daily life brings you to that kind of survival nothing, mode nothing brings us down that far there's just nothing like it nothing like it nothing like it there's no weekend like training ride group ride smaller race there's nothing that's going to push us as hard and as deep and as far as something like in my opinion you know land run or dirty kanza or, you know, maybe out on the coast like Granduro that is just about to happen or did happen. I don't know when, when that's happening. Or Barry Roubaix in Michigan earlier in the year. And, you know, I mean, there, there's there's countless other insane races. Like Bailey Hundo's coming up in mm -hmm. Colorado, which I'm sure people just put themselves in the hurt tank. There's the Grand Traverse in Crested Butte that's sponsored by Adidas where people are doing it's this cr crazy, crazy amount of climbing from Crested Butte to Aspen and back or something like that. I, anyway, it, there, there's <clears> wild <throat> stuff. And, like, people ask why. Like, why do you do these events? Why do you pay money? Like, these roads are open to the public at any time. You can go out and you can do them at any time. And me as a promoter, I mean, I hear this type of stuff. It's for stories exactly like what you two have been able to put on the table tonight. Like, you were able to do something and ride the race you wanted and bridge a gap and burn all these matches and be on the back of the pack with people like... Sven Nice and Jans Voigt and Matt Stevens and Michael Vandeham and you were able to like remember a time of your life when you were 15 years old and your dad taught you that quitting is 
something that can become habitual mm -hmm. and easy. And that's life, man. Like we're surrounded by people who are constantly digging and digging for the next thing to make their life easier minute by minute. The couch, the lazy boy, the Yeti tumbler that keeps your drink colder longer. Like every single nice, dude. This shit's <laughs> nice. Dude, as we film on as we record on a Yeti. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Like I would gladly give up every single one of those things to Absolutely. be left on the side of the roads, bleeding and sweating and dying. Yeah. To give myself a checklist to figure out how I can stand up on my own two legs and push myself to the finish of whatever it might be. Mm. That's dude, why yeah, that's why we do it. That's why we do it. Nothing else will give you that. You're not gonna find that in your job. You you have to like, and you can't even go out and do it by yourself. It has to be something like DK, where everyone is the same suffer same box, suffer box. and ready to commit to the deepest hurt that they yeah. have ever known. Yeah. yeah, for that time frame, whether it be eleven hours and change, twelve hours, or or twenty one hours, yeah. or twenty yeah. whatever hours. You know, it's it's special. It is. It's absolutely special. Because you won't go do this to yourself. No. You won't. And so... Like by yourself. For that's a, yeah. why we're doing the things that we're doing and why we're pushing so hard. Because the few of us, which are now becoming the thousands of us, are realizing that gravel roads are the place to do these things because... They're the hardest, man. It's, they suck. It's the hardest. Yeah. And where can we stitch together 200 miles of road without traffic? Yeah. And without fences and without civilization. And with yeah. 10,000 feet of climbing. Exactly. Yeah. Nowhere. It's the raddest thing on the planet. And that's why I think that gravel in the last year, two, three years has gained so much popularity because everyone from the elite, elite rider all the way back to someone who's like, my longest ride this year was 70 miles, but I'm going to stand on the start line anyway because I put my name in the lottery and now I'm in and yeah. this is happening. And so, yeah, I uh, I really, really thank you dudes for, number one, like seeing, seeing the benefit and seeing like the value in all this type of racing and in Dirty Kansas and then like going out and giving it every single thing that you possibly had last weekend and then getting to the finish line. It's incredible, man. As a first-time rider, that's sick. Yeah, yeah. I still, I still don't have words. Yeah, is I there still, any, I still don't. I want to close it up with just anything else that you, that you might have, anything else that we might have left out, anything. Dude, I mean, I, uh, dude, I'm, I'm sure you're tired of hearing this, but like, no, I'm not. I mean, you, this community is. You started this in Stillwater. I can. We can never thank you enough. Like, holy shit, you got us out doing. Sh you got me out doing things I never thought I would do. Just because it's All of that pain last weekend was you, man. It was you, man. <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> yeah, you, uh, you're totally welcome. <laughs> Thanks for just being receptive. Because not everybody gets it. And uh, I, feel, I feel just so blessed to have been a part of it from the beginning. Like from, well, a couple years after the beginning. So like 2008. And watching Dirty Kansas grow from, I remember the first time that there were 500 riders at DK, and I looked at Crystal. It was 20. It was, it was 08, 08 or 09. I don't know. I can't remember what year now. Maybe it was. Maybe it was 2010. But I looked at Crystal and I was like, 
we're about to go downtown in our hometown, and there's going to be 500 bikes lined up on Commercial Street. I was like, what is that going to look like? Because we had never seen that before, ever. I'd never seen it anywhere. Because we had just been like, you know, weekend riders and doing like fun rides in this and mostly road and then did freewheel a couple times. And, yeah. and then now it's like we're headed downtown and we're about to cheer on 500 people from all over the country. And now 2,700 spots are immediately sold yeah, out. It's insane. 14 countries, 49 states. And then now we have Land Run, which is a byproduct of also that, because I was like, man, there really should be something in the spring to get people ready for 200 yeah. miles, because there isn't. That's hard, like legitimately hard. There was nothing. And uh, I'm, I'm so pumped that you guys are a part of it. Um, it it's, it's so cool. I have no idea where, where the future is heading, but I hope that it retains its grassroots nature. I don't want to so see too. it. I don't want to see it go anywhere else. I want it to stay insanely hard, and I want it to stay, hopefully, in the hands of people that truly know what it came from and where it needs to hit. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I agree, man. I never want to leave this place. I've well, told you that over and over. I want you to stay. And wherever you end up, I want you to come back. Right? And, <laughs> I'll be back. And Mark, too, man, because I know you'll be listening. <laughs> well, there you have it. Last week, we had two veterans on, Big Dave and Chris Peters. They both have now officially achieved gravel, grail, 1,000 club mile, five-time finishes. They're in the group. They're the first two Stillwater people to do it. And right here in front of me are first-time attempters, Ryan Curry, Zach Spear, and they towed the start line and crushed it, made it happen. We got 29th, 30th, right? You and your brother, Mark? We're like 26th, 27th. 26th, 27th? Yeah. Holy shit, man. Wow. <laughs> Zach, do you have any idea what? 245th. 245th. <laughs> yeah, yeah, baby, boy. that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> just check that checklist, baby. That's just that's where it's at. My, Scratch it off the list. My best time ever was on the tandem in fifteen forty seven on the most perfect year ever. So you definitely feel good because you spent six extra miles going around a train and you still crushed my <laughs> best time ever. <laughs> um. So, Dirty Kansas, Jim, Leland, Tim, and Christy, you did it again. Two thousand eighteen is a wrap. I really hope you guys had that chance to listen to these boys' story. And uh, all listeners out there, thanks for hanging with us for this uh, longer-than-normal maybe episode. (laughs) I really like for these things to be long because we don't do them super often, but maybe that's going to change soon. Um, My name's Bobby Wintel. It's been my pleasure this evening to record from here inside the Westie. Thank you, Chris, for making it happen. We'll let Collective Soul take it out. Until next time. This is Unlearned Pavement Radio. Bobby on the custom fade. (laughs) (laughs)